I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Gribbles, you gribbles. Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we try and come up with five sketch ideas. I'm Andy. And I am Alistair George Williams from Virtual. Thank you very much for laying your ears upon our laps and allowing us to stroke your hair. And to talk you to... Sleep. Sleep or wake. Talk or you to wake. wake. Talk you to wake. Shout you to wake. Talk you to sleep. Yeah. And then just sort of conversation you to, um, you know, an early grave. Absolutely. Yeah. And only early because it'll feel early because you're going to be having so Such much goddamn fun. Such a good time. Yeah. And you'll be like, wow. Mm. You're going to look around and you'll, and you'll be an old man or woman. Or woman or um, Child. Any, anything else. Yep. Oh, I'm so sorry for even just saying anything. Yeah. I mean, would you like to start the podcast again? No way. <laughs> Never. I want this out on the record. You got to make your mistakes publicly so that you can so that you can be corrected and become a better person. I mean, that is that is genuinely a, a thing that I think about. Right? Is 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 that like there is stuff on the podcast that is not doesn't reflect great on me. Oh, uh, you come across awful. And there's, on this a, podcast. <laughs> there's a but. You know, even if it's not that bad, or if it is, but then there's other Andy, stuff. it's that, that bad. Just the fact okay. that you don't think it's that bad shows how much you have to learn. <laughs> wow, this is fast becoming one of the worst podcasts for you, Andy. <laughs> but, 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 but there are like, but also you know things that I've done in life, mm-hmm. right? That I that I regret and I wish I hadn't done, right? And I want to know: should I a try and like? get forgiveness for those things so that, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sort of absolved? Or should I, B, not try and get forgiveness for those things so that I have to live as a living example of a bad man because that is what I am? Right, like, well... You know, because, because I, surely the, yeah. the real punishment for me is to feel bad all the time. Yeah, that's great. And I, think, and I do. Yeah, that's really good. And I think, I think that's a great avenue, and I think you're doing a good thing. But the problem is with... Um, with sort of non-religious forgiveness, yes, is uh, how how do you get it uniform across all of society? Right, <laughs> you know? and so because in a way, some people might have forgiven me, like a small pocket of forgiveness. Probably, there's. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a small pocket of our listeners who, even by accident, would have forgiven you. Or you know, even just through forgetfulness. Yeah, which is you know the closest thing. It's the to, closest thing to forgiveness. It's, it's, it's the secular forgiveness. Yeah, they, they say f- forgetfulness is next to forgiveness. They say forgive and forget, but honestly, if you just forget, that's, that's good enough. That's good enough for me, yeah. <laughs> well, mostly forget. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe if you forget, you've still got some sort of muscle memory <laughs> that you'll meet me, not yeah. knowing that you've met me before, and just punch me in the face. 
there's always a, a real risk of sort of just sort of uh, or even like their children sort of a trauma that's been pa- passed passed mm. down. Yes, through the genetic memory. Through, yeah, and of of just needing to punch you in the face. Mm, mm. The, um, they say the fists never forget. <laughs> I wish they would stop saying that, to be honest. But um, yeah, look, I think th- th- there might even be something uh, in some kind of religion. Mm. You know, I guess it doesn't have to be a religion. It could be, you know, like a secular. You mm. know, when those people who've tried to make secular churches and things like yes, that. Yes, yes, very uh, lovely. What are what are what are they? A school of life? Is that one of them? School of life. Uh, I don't know if that is one. The the one with Sanderson Jones. Sanderson Jones. I can't remember. Sanderson the the Sunday Assembly is Sunday maybe what it was assembly. called. Um, and uh, you know, maybe it's some, something of the sort. Obviously, we're not mm. uh, we're not mm. ripping off on any mm. uh, copyright here. Um, what but, about but but no but but where their philosophy is not forgiveness but for forgetfulness? <laughs> I think that's great. I think I think like a um, a uh, a secular church, mm. like a sketch about people who are who are building a secular church, yeah. and who like don't believe in these sorts of abstract concepts of forgiveness. Like, but the closest thing <laughs> that we can prove that yeah. exists is memory loss brought on by brain damage. Yeah, and or like maybe the. They could do it like if even if there was still just some imagery, you know, or kind of like uh, some some metaphors where they run a magnet over your brain <laughs> as part and, of the ritual. Yeah, but then they hit you with and, a mallet. <laughs> yeah, and then they run it over their brain, and then they hit you with a mallet, and they go, "You have been forgotten." Yeah, or maybe everybody hits themselves with a mallet. Mm. <laughs> that's mm. that's what the assembly is, the Sunday assembly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Maybe it's the Saturday get together. It's the Saturday Getty. <laughs> Saturday Getty. Yeah. The the Saturday Getty. You know, it's like the Saren Getty. Mm, yeah. Of course. It sounds like spaghetti. Sounds like a, they the eat sa- spaghetti and they oh, try to get everything they've done. <laughs> Okay, so they eat, but it's not. We're not copywriting off of this flying spaghetti monster. No, no. no, it's, no. Well, it's sort of a combination of many things. It's, yeah, obviously, you know, there is nothing absolutely new in the, under the sun. Mm-hmm. That's one of our tenets. That's one of our tenets. Tenets. Uh, the, the, <laughs> We've <laughs> had to rent out the back of the church. <laughs> and, <laughs> There's and some guys sleeping back there, and he's and he's eating spaghetti. It's like it's a guy eating spaghetti. Yeah, one of our on a, on, a, on a couch. Yeah, is is like our religious icon. Mm. <laughs> We have cold sculpture of a guy on a couch eating spaghetti. Cole the slacker. Cole the slacker. He's eating cold spaghetti. It's a Saturday morning after a big night out, and that's when he has all his secular epiphanies. Mm, absolutely, it's definitely all the all the all the biggest realizations about everything you've done wrong in your life yeah. come flooding back to you as you eat cold spaghetti on a couch on a Saturday morning. Yeah, one is that once you've poisoned yourself, having a little bit more poison will make you feel better. Yeah. <laughs> And I wonder whether that works with other things, you know, like let's say... Yes, uh, you once get... you've shot, you've been sh- shot quite a lot. Yeah, let's say, like, or let, let's say, uh, you know, you get spit in the eyes by a cobra and then he bites you numerous times on the leg. <laughs> if the next day, you know, while you're mm. sort of, you know, mm-hmm. perishing, yeah, um, or it feels like you're perishing, you know, you know, the morning after bloody being bitten by a cobra, yeah, always oh, feel like you're perishing. Oh, I feel like I'm perishing. I'll wake anyway. up, I'm like, oh, goodness gracious! But then, if you go back out to that sort of the cobra nest area, you mm. find a baby cobra, get a little hit, hair of the bloody dog, mate. <laughs> feel raw as rain. Just needed a bit more of the poison. Um, the good, the good poison. Um, look, it's 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 it's. That's the thing that's always annoyed me. Yeah, the the hair of the dog thing, especially because people seem to want to do it with a bloody mary, which I think is 
honestly one of the most disgusting things that you can consume. You're not a big fan of tomato juice. Not a big fan. No. Not a big fan of tomato juice or or vodka. Right. Well, that that would be a problem. It I, rules me out. I like I don't mind uh but like, maybe maybe I, that I like is... it when there's celery salt on the rim. Is that their version of the sacrament? Is it like a bloody Mary and uh They yeah, they um they sacrifice a bottle of V eight. It's the Church of the Morning After. Yeah, morning after Church. Jesus Christ, he went on a, a bit of a bender and then three days later he woke up. You know, Imagine if Mary had taken the morning after pill. Do you think she could have dumped dumped that chump? <laughs> um, that's what they do. That's what they do in in this church. They ceremoniously always just take you know instead of like taking the sacrament, they take a morning after pill. Yeah. Yeah, and, a morning after pill, and they wash it down with vodka. Because everything is, you know, it's it's like the forgiveness. It's 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 starting afresh every Saturday. Mm, mm, blank slate. You hit yourself in the head. That's your that's your memories, <laughs> right? You um you take a, you know, you take a morning after morning pill. after pill. That's, that's your sort of forgiveness for your m- mistakes. Yeah, for your those those huge mistakes. Yeah, they need a week after pill anyway, <laughs> just in case, you know. A. a uh, and and seventeen years and three months after pill. Well, that's a great idea. Andy. What it is? That's is a great idea. In it's theory. a really huge pill that you use to beat your child over the head with. Oh, oh sorry, no. that's horrible, <laughs> Andy. Well, this is how you learn, Andy. Oh, that you're a bad person. Well, I am going to need uh, some serious forgetfulness tomorrow. Yeah, I'm just going to write. Look, I've written secular church. I forgetfulness. Am, I was on a, tra- a tram the other day, yeah. and I was standing next to a couple who had a pram, mm-hmm. child in a pram, and the brand of the pram was Mother's Choice. <laughs> I think, mm-hmm. and the child was also crying quite a lot. Yeah, right. And I thought that is a really like, in many ways, quite a, a brutal message to put on a pram uh, when <laughs> when the child is is, is not always going to be perfect. Just to be like, well, this was your choice. This was okay. Yeah, I sorry. It started to it started to sink in what that meant. Mother's choice. Mother's choice. That is the choice to be to become a mother. Yeah, yeah. Well, all, you know, ultimately it was it was it was it was her decision. She's made this choice. And now you you you're stuck with it here in this. It's a weird. It's a weird thing to sort of um, to to, to name your your sort of baby products after, isn't it? Like uh, the. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could have a carrier, right? For it's like a, your body. That's what they could call it. That's what they call it. You could have a, a like a carrier for carrying your child on mm-hmm. your back, and it could be called father's burden, <laughs> or or it could be called uh, uh, what's the like you know like f- f- fatherly f- f- wait no no um, yes. financial support <laughs> <laughs> parental support child support it could be called child support child support of course that's the fucking. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, look, Andy, that's more of a product idea. It's more of a product. Well, it's more of a name for a product idea. It's <laughs> well, I mean, look, the you know we've got it in the category of products. Yes. Because it's uh, you know they obviously these are things that that you you carry children in. Mm. I mean, could there be a twist on it? You know, could there, I mean? I guess if you keep your money in there as well. Yes. Um, it's true. Could it be? Could it be like a like one of those sort of baby carrier things that you wear all the time, just in case you'll encounter a baby? 
You know, because it, it, it kind of could look a bit like you. You could make one of those that looks like those two. <laughs> it's a baby carry for men that looks like those. You know, those those chains of bullets that you you know a man would ramble. A bandolier. Yeah, a bandolier. Is that a bandolier? Yeah, God I think damn. it's a bandolier. Oh, I really like that. It's a good word. word. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it's South American. Mm. Bandolier. Yeah, and um, and so then you could carry, you know, I guess you could wear that at all times, but mm. it stretches out and you can fit a baby in there and you can really nurse that child back to, uh, I mean, obviously, it's, it's if it's an ill baby, but you could nurse it back to health, assuming that you're also lactating. <laughs> well, well, it, what about it, like a series of sort of, of, of products uh, f- that, are, that are designed for if, for like unexpected parenthood? Right, mm-hmm. where like if somebody contacts you yep. and tells you that you're a father, okay. you've got like a ripcord or something on your outfit that where various things inflate like a life vest, yeah. and suddenly it transforms various into a stains seep through the clothes, <laughs> squirts out, yeah. instant like instant parent, yeah, insta parent, Inst- um, yeah. Uh, but then, then we, we we're missing out on the the great name child support. So of course, yeah. Well, but well, but it could still be called that, right? It's 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 a thing called child support, and it it's for it's for carrying a child, mm-hmm. and it's if somebody contacts you out of the blue and tells you that you're a dad, this can transform you from, um, go, not a dad to dad, in you know three point two two one seconds. Guys, one second. dads love that. If you be, or um, if you go go from zero to dad in half a mile, mm. <laughs> what if it, you know it's like, oh, I don't feel like I'm ready to be a father, but this can turn you. But you don't, you know, you can get ready really, really yeah. quickly. I think guys would like it if it was like a, a short, like workout um, sort of program, <laughs> like a like a like a CrossFit kind of a thing, or yeah, like a CrossFit sort of like that tough that, mutter you know, or something. Yeah, like a tough mutter, but tough fodder. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> tough mutter. Hello, mutter. Hello, fodder. <laughs> you know, so it's tough fodder, and uh, obviously it's spelled F A D D E R. Yeah, or F U, fodder. Sure, sure. Um, Everybody speaks like Elmer Fudd. Yep. Obviously, look, these are details that are not necessary. <laughs> but okay, so first, you um, you go, you want, you, you crawl under a bed, like, and it's a crib, and you've got to like turn things with an Allen key. That's yeah. the, that's that's the first part, right? A lot of kind yep. of like holding things. Yep. Okay. Then there's um, and then obviously then 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 so that's the kind of crawling part. Then there's the climbing, which is uh, sort of up. Possibly uh, a fence, uh, or the uh, the the corporate ladder while still leaving work early in order to. Uh... Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and and whilst whilst batting away advances from yes, uh, from coworkers because <laughs> they can't get enough. Because <laughs> now that he's now that he's got a child, he can't do that. You don't have time. You got to focus. Now you got to bat those away. You got to bat Previously, them. Away. You could bat them off. Bat them in. Bat them in. <laughs> But I'm in, but I'm off. Right. I think, I think, I think, just like getting from a sitting position on the ground mm. to a standing position while holding a child in one arm, of like course, a squirming child. That is, um, yeah, it's kind of, it, 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 you know that, you know that that thing that looks like a, it's like a, 
it's like a boxing glove that extends like in cartoons and mm. punches people mm. in the face, like sort of come out of come, come out of a cuckoo clock or something like that. Yep, yep. And that I don't know what's that lattice, that lattice that expands called. Yeah, yeah. Or you some know? sort of concertina style. That's sort of what you do with your legs when you stand up there. <clears throat> it is. You, you sort of you go across them. You and go then from the, uh, the lotus position. Yep. I sit a lot in the lotus position. <laughs> it's sort of you know, it's the mangled lotus. By that I mean at the uh, at the wheel of my small off-brand sports car. Is it an off-brand? Well, I think the Lotus is 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 something that is actually constructed from like the chassis of one car, and then you get this, you buy the motor from the Lotus Corporation, and yeah, right. maybe off-brand. Is it like Proton? It's a, I think Proton was a brand. Yeah, I think right. Proton was its own thing. Well, didn't seem like they were making enough cars to justify even having their own brand. Absolutely, it felt felt more like it was just a hobby. It felt like, like a Southeast Asian nation had decided that their whole hobby was going to be building cars. Build, and they all got together on the weekend and made a few cars and made a few cars for the sole purpose of being given away on Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> I mean, it was the Wheel of Fortune's like home brand. Yeah, it was all made by that host Tony the, Barber. We just fu- we just found it was easier to make the, make cars, the cars ourselves. ourselves. It was all made by the, the those models who are presenting the cars. Yeah, they built those. That's why. What do you think they're there? You see how their Showing arms their are wheels. so good at just sort of moving in a sweeping motion. That's because those are robotic arms. That it's just a they 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 are a one motion thing. They're that's spreading paint. Or sort of uh, throwing a bunch of screws to uh, other women to screw them in. Um, that that gesture, you ever notice how they were greasy up to the elbow? Yeah, it, you know that turning of the letters. That's because she was obviously a fitter and a turner. I mean, you didn't see them fit the letters, but she did. She did, but she did. Someone's got to fit them. Well, these ladies. <laughs> We've jumped around did, so much. She did four years apprenticeship for that. Fitting and turning. And turning. Um, Boiler making is what that is. Is it really? I don't know. Uh, my dad was a fitter and turner. He did a fitter and turning, fittering and turnering it apprenticeship, and I don't really know what it involved. I mean, if only there was a way to find out. Yes, but... <laughs> <laughs> yet, yet we will never know. I think it's probably the simplest of the of, of the apprenticeships, because the first year, I suppose, that's mostly fitting. That's mostly fitting. <laughs> Because it sounds like you're just putting the socket over the, over the like the bolt. It really could be a, a description of just catwalk modelling, couldn't it? It's really just fitting and then turning. Uh, yeah, are, are pretty much the uh, yeah you, the elements. You of, fit in the clothes and then you turn, and then, and then at some point you turn. <laughs> yeah, fitter and turner. <laughs> um, could it be a guy who's doing a fitting, fitting and turning apprenticeship, and he? He shows up to his first TAFE class and everybody and else is a model. <laughs> they're all just... Awful. And then they're like, and then he's slowly finding out that it is a... It's a it's, it, it is it, somehow it, a, a, a trade, yeah, a mechanical but, trade. But, well, no, no. That no? It, that, no, that it is, it is modeling. Right. But that it's always just sounded like a trade because of the yeah. type of people that we've seen do it. But yeah. those the people we've seen do it are probably... Um, like King G models, mm. you know, Target ads, things yep. like that, right? Those people have to model. They have to do an apprenticeship to get into those catalogs, right? And the reason why you don't hear most models talk about being fiddle, fitter, fitter and turners is because you don't hang around with them because you're not beautiful enough. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously, the, we, 
when we see the most beautiful um, of the models on the catwalk, they don't look to us like fitters and turners that we perceive because when you get to this good level, you actually are no longer covered in grease up to the elbow. Like one, that's one of the skills that you learn as you progress is how to keep the grease off you. Absolutely. But then when you reach a really high level, it's all grease. Then it's like those photo, those photo shoots where you're never the same color as what you normally are, and you're just covered in like a like a shiny blue, mm, you know, mm, grease. That's the highest level. That's the highest level, or a completely black grease, yeah, like that, you know, uh, possibly a you know a red shiny grease. I I know exactly the photo shoots you're talking about, and I totally understand where yeah, you're coming from, absolutely. Alistair. And that is. A perfect analogy between the two things between which we are trying to between draw between the analogy between. Absolutely. So, have you written something down? I've written down fitter and turner apprenticeship is for models. I tell is, you what, is modelling. Oh, what a bloody journey! Well, you know, we had to get through all that. Um, whatever it was, I whatever we were it's talking gone. about, but it, look, it, it, it was a bumpy road. I feel like th- this whole podcast is like is almost like an off road race or mm, rally or absolutely. something like that um, where I don't really know like I don't have time to take in the scenery I've just got to respond to the twists and the turns absolutely you have to and, and hope that there's a straight coming up where I can get my bearings and, and the crazy thing is is that we're both we're both the road <laughs> and the driver and the navigator and the car yeah oh, wow you're the car as well I'm oh, the yeah. car well okay well I'm yeah I'm mostly dirt and mud but that anyway, do you think when when like a rally car is bumping along like a you know like because there's a lot of like that ridgy you know, like you know driving along dirt roads a lot of like like that kind of stuff. I know it. I know it. Do you think that that slowly unscrews all your screws in your body? You know all the sex that you've had throughout your life. Do you think when you go on a dirt road, it undoes that? That doesn't happen. Well, it would probably have some effect on your genitalia, whether or not it makes them forget. I know, but but but, like, I mean, fuck! I hope my genitalia never forgets what it's gone through. I hope it does. Yeah. (laughs) If there was any part of my body that I would wish amnesia upon, it would be. It's it's such a it's such a a high level insecurity to be worried about what your own genitalia is thinking. Well, to be but for the think about the genitalia, it really is like just kept in the dark the entire time, has no mm. idea what's happening, and then it's it's unveiled like a you know like those lions in the Colosseum when they draw up the thing, sure. and then it's out yeah. action. It's all action. I never take. I'm like, I, it, for me, it's like a samurai sword. I never take it out until unless I'm gonna slay something. No, it's all action. Even when I wash it, I just keep it in pants, just so that I, just so that I, you know, I don't, I don't break the rule that I have. Yeah. Which is why, anyway, I'm not gonna go into details. Um, At this point, I'm not going to go into, into details. further details. Um, for some reason, when you were trying, when, when you were getting to the imagery of how it gets unveiled, I was picturing like, sort of uh, like uh, uh, that. What's that? That that Japanese cooking show with the guy who eats the capsicum? Iron Chef. Iron Chef. I've just pictured, you know, when they unveil the ingredient of the day and they just mm. pull a blanket off a table yeah. like that? But it's just like a limp penis just sitting on there on the table. What can you do oh, with um, this? <laughs> 
Iron Chef Japan. So for some reason, I feel like he would be really good at it. But where is Iron Chef Italy? Yeah. Which, look, I don't want to make any, you know, like... Al stay? Yeah. The floor is yours. <laughs> they, they all... Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, in many ways, they were all Iron Chef Japan. I see what you're saying. But they had a specialty, which was a particular culinary... Um... But I think sometimes their country of origin did match up because they, with, with their, cause they, they changed, didn't they? Like, you could defeat the Iron Chef and take his place. And I think it could was you? always a him, right? They're always men. Uh, I think maybe in all the episodes I saw, yeah, there was definitely a glass ceiling that was below the stage mm. for Iron mm. Chef. Mm. Um, but I think, I think, and now look, I could be totally wrong, Alistair, mm. but, but the idea of revealing genitals, <laughs> right, and, 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 because that kind of is what happens, right? And rather than, and, and and rather than um, having to make a meal, yeah. right? Your 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 mission really is to like sort of make it make a good time out of what you're presented with, right? Okay, like have a good time. Have a good time with this, right? <laughs> Look, I, okay. I, there's no way we would ever do this as a sketch. Yeah. I, I I don't even know if there is one, but I'm just saying like. That that reveal moment you, that you have astutely mm. pointed out is is a bit like Iron Chef. Yeah, no, no, no. But I think that that's funny. Um, but this this is also a sketch that we probably wouldn't do. Right. But if we did do the Iron Chef, where the ingredient <laughs> was human penis, <laughs> I think it would just be it would just it's. <laughs> There's just something like it would just blow your mind watching people slice through oh, and and like you know sort of reduce and yeah. and like the different ways that it would be mm. presented that it would mm. still sort of have like resemble itself but then also not and then mm. I made a sort of a uh, I made a, a a pubic hair jus. <laughs> um, I've reduced the testicles. Yeah, I've um, I've I've uh, snap frozen. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, about 15 shafts, and then I'm going to uh, sort of, you know, crumble them and uh, make a uh, make a sort of a uh, uh, a a a man's a sort of a, a an American man's penis sorbet with them. Is it is it like is is because because I mean what what we're talking about here definitely is cannibalism, right? Is that sort of the conceit of this Iron Chef show? Like, do you, is it is it like a sort of a, a cannibal version of Iron I, Chef? I just think that or it's, is it just it's, that on this occasion? On this occasion, the the ingredient is like this is a true challenge. Yeah. Uh, how are you going to make this delicious? Right. And then there's the wonderful t- moment where they're all like, it tastes like. <laughs> <laughs> a testicle like, <laughs> tastes like a man's genital. Because often it's like it reminds me of the autumn wind, <laughs> things like that. But you know, if they were just going, it, <laughs> it tastes like dick. It tastes exactly like a dick. Anyway, this is but, but, this is so. Yeah, uh, okay, but hang on. All right, 
I there's there's also like, but I personally would like to see the the reactions of the Iron Chef, Iron Chefs, as they like. Like, is is it funnier to see them just grappling with it? Like to be like, but I don't understand. Like, where did he get these? Like, is has a crime taken place? And then, but. But meanwhile, like the you know the guy who goes around on the floor as the commentator is saying, "Well, time is ticking," mm. you know, and like, so like, and then the commentators are like, uh, "Iron Chef, uh, Italy is still sort of working through the moral dilemma." Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I think one of them, him. one of them just goes for it. Yeah, and he just he Absolutely. takes it on face value, like like it's any other challenge. Let's be honest, it's Iron Fresh Chef, uh, yeah. Chef France. Like, uh, like I can't I can't imagine this is any <laughs> it's Iron Chef France. Yeah, <laughs> sure, yeah, like, but but. Uh, this is no weird, to, no weirder to him than than being being uh, like shown an angler fish. Yeah, right. You know, getting out a gallbladder and mm. blah blah blah, all that mm. kind of shit. Right. No, no, no. This for this guy, it's no problem. Right. He's like, I uh, I opened the ball and I made a, uh, a and like a you know a hollandaise with the uh, with the the unbirthed sperm. I do picture that it's just basically like an egg, and there's just like a Cadbury cream egg, and there's just goop in there. <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably not accurate. I imagine it's no. more sort of tissuey and like there's sort of yeah maybe think... folds and flaps and stuff inside. Well, I mean, and surface if you, area. If you have a very soft squeeze of a of a of a testy, yep. Um, there's a there's a firmness to it. There's a bounce. It's kind of like a IKEA meatball, <laughs> <laughs> or a boiled egg. Yeah, like a boil, like a hard boiled egg. Hard boiled yeah, egg. Yeah, like and so. Uh, you know, maybe like there's there's sort of there's a there's almost like a um, a synthetic rubbery bounce to it. Mm, yeah, mm. you know, I guess that which 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 I guess you can also get in meatiness, right? Which can be recreated in meatiness. Maybe that's what uh, you know synthetic bounce is uh, is recreating. Synthetic bounce. <laughs> um, yeah, but, uh, but anyway, yeah. So look, I've written it down mm. because I still think that visually it will be both. It's visually stunning. It's visually and, stunning, or, or certainly arresting. Yeah, I think even at the very least, you could just cut up. Like this is the like the in the in the simplest form is you take an actual episode of Iron Chef. Yeah, and and you just you all you have to film is a part where you're unveiling a table full of penises. Yeah. Like that, you know, some just resting on a table there by themselves like that and others kind some of sort in of a bundled bowl. together like broccolini with those two elastic bands Absolutely, around. Yeah. Some that are kind of like a just like in a in a sort of a wicker basket with mm. like 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 sort like of quite Euro- a rustic yeah, like like, like European breads yeah, in there yeah. and things like that in, but instead of the European breads or uh, in like one of those uh, long brown paper bags like yeah. you would get a baguette. Well now now you know now we're getting into that Louis CK bit about the uh, eat a bag of dicks. Oh, oh right is that is that uh, the kind of bag that he described? He described Exactly that type of bag, and oh. he also says they're all sticking out like a like baguettes. Well, Andy, good bit. Good, it's a good bit, and I can I can see uh, you know that that your your ideas come from a good ilk, ilk, ilk. Um, so it's written down. It's written down, and and thank you if you're still listening. Thank you for bearing with us. Yeah. What about a TV show? Yes. Where people? Do I already a... said yes. Okay, great. <laughs> Sorry, TV yeah. show where people do things that they would never do. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, so like, you you get to find out what what what's something you would never do. You know, like talk to your uncle again. 
talk to my uncle again. <laughs> we had a sketch once upon a time, mm. uh, like in the first sketch show we ever did, Al, which was um, a, a it's the end of the world. The world is going to end in 10 minutes and a mother is hassling her son to call her his uncle yeah. right, and tell him <laughs> that he loves him. He would really like it. He would really appreciate it. If you just call, I'm not going to call him. He's an uncle. He's an. I don't care. <laughs> but, but like, what about a, a show mm. that is like, just based around spending time with your uncle? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I, like, 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 you know, maybe you do, you do. I don't know if you do challenges with your uncle, or, or, or maybe literally the challenge is just spending time with your uncle, right? <laughs> and like, you've got to make small talk. Maybe mm-hmm. you've got to like, you know, discuss, you know, a, a particular topic or, or or do a particular challenge. But like, you know, the. Mm. I think I think spending time with your uncle as a TV show is a is like a yeah. So do you get like is it sort of like uh, you know like that those genealogy shows you know where you find out where you come from? But mm. so you get celebrities on, yeah. But you go and this is your uncle, and you go, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and you go, and then you go spend time. With him. <laughs> then that's it. Then they just leave. And then they go, they leave, and then that's the end of the show. No, no, no. Then, then, then I guess there are cameras around. Yeah, and so then, and then but then we, you know, we would cut to interviews, like with you. What, what about you have to spend reflecting on the time that you've current like spent with your uncle and what it's been like so far? What if you spend time with two uncles? Wow. And then you have to, at the end, it's kind of like a dating show. <laughs> you have to pick. But at the end, you have to pick which, which is the best uncle or which is the uncle that you'd like to, like, you have to disown one at the end or. Or like, or, or it's just you have to pick which uncle you'd like to spend a bit more time with. <laughs> which uncle you'd like to date? No. Which uncle okay. you'd like to see more often, more of. Yeah, but there, one has to definitely like. Be rejected in a big way, I think, yeah. for there to be stakes. Yeah, I suppose, but I quite like the idea. It could of just be which stakes. is the better uncle. Which is the better uncle? I think yeah. is like is, is is good. So it's like it's like the Bachelorette meets who do who do you think you are meets the dating game, <laughs> but with uncles. But with uncles. <laughs> but I think that's great. Yeah. I think that yeah, I think that's a real a real sketch. And like, you know, what do you like your attempts to like start a conversation? Like, what do you go to? Like, do you go to cars? Do you go to? I mean, fuck. Have you seen those first date shows? It's like it's called first date, and then it's just people meeting in a restaurant, and you watch them on their first date. Yeah. Or what about that one where strangers kiss for the first time? Right? Yeah. Right. I haven't seen <laughs> that one. Yeah. Well, it's it's like, you know, it's two people get to like two. I, 
Maybe it's two uncles. <laughs> it's two uncles <laughs> kiss for the first time. Are they just brothers or are they uncles from opposite sides of the family? I think they're uncles from opposite sides of the family. You just make them kiss. <laughs> Does does that inform your decision on which is the best uncle? I don't. I don't like. There's just because like you watch like it's like well that one kind of was acting like like a bit homophobic about this. (laughs) I mean he did it, but I don't think he was like in the spirit of the thing. (laughs) (laughs) It could it could be that it could be part of that, but it could also just be like a series of of videos of like it it could be like that strangest kiss thing, like these two uncles. We got these two uncle uncles to kiss. Yeah. So this is my uncle on my mom's side, <laughs> and he's. Um, I mean, that's a fun video series where all it is is that. So it's like, so somebody like the person is introducing the, the both of the uncles, like they're not in the room at the yeah. moment, but you know, like let's say there's video shots of him in front of a cyclorama, and then you know, and then and then you can hear them hear them talking to the other person, uh, the, the the niece or the nephew talking to the camera. So, so this is my uncle Charles, and he's on my mom's side, and he's a older brother uh he works on oil rigs uh he when i was 13 he gave me a trampoline for my birthday yeah and uh and and he's gonna kiss my uncle alan alan who uh he uh he drives taxis for a living and he his wife died his (laughs) wife died um Uh, Four months ago. Four months ago, and um, but he he's taken up CrossFit. Yeah, and uh, he's yeah. I think he he seems really interested in this kiss. Oh, okay. So you don't mention no, you don't mention the kiss until you've introduced both uncles. Yeah, right? yeah. And then you're like, uncle. Okay, and they're gonna and they're kiss. gonna kiss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then they kiss. And then they kiss. And, and then, she... then and then what is it? Cut to a, like a family. <laughs> Christmas and then they have months a, later. And then they have a barbecue afterwards. Yeah. I don't know. Look well, I I think the kiss in itself is like the I think you know, I think I think the introduction and they're gonna kiss and then the kiss and then the that ends. Right? I think I think that is a one times unit of sketch comedy. Yeah. I it's, mean look it's it's you know, it's a it's a sort of it's a BuzzFeed or a or a YouTube, uh, sorry, or like a junkie kind of like thing that they would fund themselves. Mm. They often mm. do things like that. They go, "We got some moms drunk, and you want to hear them talk about their children like that." <laughs> Is that yeah. a thing they do? Yeah, yeah. Because it's like you know, if you get moms drunk, and then they're like, they're like, first of all, they're they're feeling great because they're out, yeah, and having getting drunk, yeah. and then they're like. Oh, I love him. I love oh, so my it's son nice. so much. It's not like I wish they were dead. No, no, no. Oh, I think okay. in in the end, people don't really wish their kids were dead. I think even people who don't wish that they hadn't had a kid, they're still like, I like him a lot. Yeah, or her. You know, <laughs> people can love their daughters. <laughs> I'm not saying because you're a daughter that you're not loved. That's obviously not what I was trying to say. And goddamn it. Stop putting that on me. Um, but I mean, Alistair. But the fact that we live in a you know in a world in which you have to make that clear, mm. right? Is 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 that's shocking? And yeah. I think congratulations to you for starting this conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Basically, oh, and making w- it okay for people to talk about the fact that you know you can love your daughters. Oh yeah, like 
you know, I, I think that uh, the world is sort of been going for long enough <laughs> that daughters should get assured love. Yeah. No. I think now. I think mm. it's it's 2017, mm. Andy. Um yeah, I vote one daughter love. <laughs> um that's my political party. Yeah, I don't think it's going to work, Al. No. You no. don't think people are going to get on board? No, I don't think they Well, are. I don't know if you've looked at the the opinion polls, but roughly 85% of people are in favor of loving their daughters. <laughs> Obviously, in the uh, western suburbs of ever, any town. I, th- I think the thing is, though, that you can't be a one-party policy, uh, one policy party anymore. You know, yeah. like, 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 you're, if, if, say you get some, <laughs> some seats in government, right? Yeah. And you get the, maybe even you get the balance of power, right? You're going to okay. have to be making decisions on other things, on environmental policy, on schools, okay, well, on health. Well, our right? policy for all of those things is a universal basic health income. <laughs> See, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because I didn't get that from your... Uh... Yeah, no. So I think that all people should get a universal basic income. I think the environment should get a universal basic income. Oh, wow. I think the ocean should get a universal ba- basic income. I think if all animals had, had you know, had a, a basic income. Yeah. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. It, it would be great. And, like, it would, it would bring the environment into the economy, right? So, you know, mm. if, if emus yeah. were financial players in the economy... Yeah. Companies would have more of a reason to cultivate them as customers and to you know try. <laughs> yeah, do they have money in the way that like in a in a sort of RPG game when you kill a beast it <laughs> drops coins? <laughs> Look, I, I, that obviously seems like a simple system mm-hmm. to, to just imp- put them put the money inside inside their the body animals, or sort but of I, on it. I worry that that won't have the effect that we're hoping for of yeah. like increasing environmentalism and making it would s- sort of just make people kill more emus. Yes, yeah, indeed. And I don't know if I could even kill more emus than I already <laughs> I currently am. Yeah, I think I'm probably at peak emu killing. Yeah. So okay. So so it, so there's a there's a price on emus. Yes. Know? So that's kind of how we're doing it. It's, it's sort of like it's a it's an emu tax. Is that what is it? A great big new tax? Great big new tax on emus? <laughs> Do you think working families are going to be able to afford? Um, well, they won't be able to keep their house in emus anymore. Yeah. In emus? Yeah, the, the the emus will the 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 uh, utility company will come around and they'll cut off your emu supply. Oh no! Uh, and the kids, the kids will come home. There'll be no emus. Yeah, we're gonna say sorry, kids. <laughs> what are they gonna be? But mom and dad, what are we gonna be horribly terrified by? <laughs> well, we'll just have to burn ostriches. <laughs> oh, because because that's it. Where you can get them cheap from Africa. That's right. Yeah. Um, Ostriches are definitely the most terrifying of birds. uh, Yeah. I mean, I think all birds are a little bit terrifying in the way that they're so sort of dry and yet slippery. Yeah. but uh, It's uh, quite snake-like. Yeah. But an emu is somewhere between a bird and a bald man. (laughs) (laughs) You know? And so in that way... <laughs> they're you know they're, that gives them extra terror because it, it's it's true yeah yeah mm. <laughs> how can how can that be something and the idea that the emu is 
is is like I oh, sorry, the ostrich. The ostrich, the ostrich obviously. Is, is it's 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 like you know, it's almost like a typo of an animal. Mm. You know, like 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 if you were trying to make uh, a bird and then like like you know when you're typing and you see something else and you accidentally type that word, right? If you were trying to make just like sort of a fat bird, fat bird. like a chicken, a big chicken, yeah. right? And then like a bald man walked past. Oh, no. And like it's that sort of gets in your head and you're not you're like you're not really focusing on what you're doing, you're a bit distracted and then you sort of Oh, you've made it, made an emu, uh, ostrich. God damn it! Yeah, absolutely. And uh, look, I think that's I think that's good because uh, you, you're you're look. Do you think it's look? Is it a either? It's either like a people are trying to somebody is proposing the idea for ostriches, or it is an accident like this, sort of like a in the fly type mm. of uh, accident. <laughs> you know, uh, or it's somebody arguing for the destruction of ostriches kind of right. going look why a- do we need them when we already have chickens and tall bald and, men and tall bald men right um you know what even is an ostrich i mean okay it's a bird but you can sort of ride it like a raptor right <laughs> like you ride a raptor <laughs> i mean wouldn't it be easier to just bring back raptors than to currently just stay with having ostriches as we are yeah and you know, and have to look at these freaks, and that they don't have any of the bene- benefits of either chickens or bald men. No, absolutely. You know? um, well, one of the advantages of bald men is all those women who are really attracted to bald men. Yes, right. Y- yet, it's hard to find women that are really attracted <laughs> to um, to os- o- o- ostriches. Ostriches, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Even women who going to the ostrich study field mm. do it more from an academic curiosity than they do from any kind of sexual desire. Yeah, I assume. I assume, yeah. And uh, the benefits of chickens, mm. uh, eggs, and obviously comedy, comedy and philosophical conundrums. Yeah, uh, but nobody gives a fuck about whether the ostrich came before the egg. No, they and and or whether. Cross the road. They want it to cross the road. They just are happy that it did because they don't want it near them. I'd rather it was on the other side of a busy road. Yeah, which they're all, they always seem to be running alongside of ostriches. For some reason, their name ostrich su- 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 suggests that that bald man is from Austria. Well, I mean, the, the the word ostrich does seem like it would be a good name for a bald man. Ost. Ostrich. Ostrich. Yeah. Is it rich at the end? Ostrich. Yeah. Ostrich. Ostrich. Look, anyway. I think th- I think this sketch isn't clear. <laughs> but... If there's one thing, it's not. I mean, they're not even... Like, uh, this is just something I thought, you know, because, I mean, I said they're freaks of nature, but they're also freaks of even science fiction. Like, even if somebody can't came up with the idea of an ostrich... Yes. Um... Uh, out of the blue, mm. and, and and in a some kind of sci-fi s- setting, maybe some kind of D and D monster compodium. Yep, yep. compodium, compodium. Yeah, yeah, that's the word. Of course, mm. um, you would still say, "Well, that thing scares me." Amongst the, the sort of the fire dragons mm. and the and the bugbears and the uh, and the banshees and yep. the uh, and the rocks. 
Yes, you know, sentient rock? rocks. No, 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 the rock, which is like that. Oh, that, that huge eagle thing. Yeah. Oh, I wish they were still around. Yeah. Wait, wait, were they real? Yeah, I think so. Giant eagles. Yeah, I think so. There are all sorts of old giant eagle things that just, oh, they just seem great. You know, like, like, like something that could just swoop down out of the sky mm. and they'd just carry you off. The carrier off an elephant? Oh, maybe a little one. Yeah, like a pygmy elephant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, people would love those as pets if they existed. Pygmy elephant? Fuck. Yes, please. You know, instead of survive, like bringing back like things that are extinct and things like that, let's just create new species. Like, I think that was a, that's a great conservation idea. Right. Instead of sort of saving the species that we have that are these large, beautiful creatures that we love and things like that, let's make smaller versions of them. Mm. Right. If there was a like if there was a miniature African rhino, we could protect those much more easily. Get them in a series of tunnels. (laughs) (laughs) Build them a race around the living room. Yeah. Like, you know, that's sort of like, you know, like a hamster thing. Yeah. Right. But they're they're just small and they still got their little armor and things like that. You know, it just, we can still conserve that DNA. We, we're that also history. much more inclined to protect things that are small, like our instincts kick mm-hmm. in. Yeah. Right? Whereas at the moment with big things, our instincts are to sort of run away, run away or, or try and kill them. Yeah. You know, it's their size. Absolutely. But they were small and cuddly. But, but also, maybe covered in fur. By doing that, you are still c- continuing the history of that DNA chain. Mm right which i think i guess that's one of the you know amongst many things that are sad about losing many species is losing it's the those dna that adorable those, dna those billions of years of advancement of dna mm. and that our small period of time that we will remain on earth that that loses all that that work yeah it's it's a body of work it's a body of work that's literally what dna creates mm. um I think I think a uh, conservation plan that involves making small versions of the animals that you can have in your home mm. um, is 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 quite good. It's yeah. a sketch, and also like so you can just make mini zoos because often a trip to the zoo takes mm. all day. Yep, because you're going from enclosure to enclosure. They have to make these huge enclosures. It's a it's very cost prohibit- prohibitive. Mm-hmm. You know these elephants. It's just it's just dirt. They're just like, oh, more dirt than we can afford. But, you know, the elephants don't even use all of it. A lot of them are just stand swaying. Now, (laughs) I wonder, because there are some animals which are obviously smaller. Like like I'm picturing sort of the average, the size of all these things coming down to about the size of a sort of medium rabbit, right? Sort of, yeah, a medium rabbit. Yeah. And so, but there are some things that are smaller than that. Do you think that we could sort of bring those up in size? Get a a nice uniform... Right. Animal kingdom. Which is easier for sort of packing and sending in the mail. You can have a standard postage kind of rate. Amazon could get involved. It feels like finally their name will make sense. (laughs) Right? You're welcome, Amazon. Yeah. Um, Yes. Things that can also easily be put to sleep by just putting them in a box. Yes. You know? um, Maybe if we could design them to not need air, that would help as well. But... Obviously, that's looking way f- much further to much the future. Much further in the future, obviously. Instead of immortal creatures. Ideally, uh, down the track, when you get out of beta or whatever, then, yes, mm. they can also survive in the, the vacuum of space. Yeah, if they could breathe carbon dioxide, 
Perfect. You know, that would sort of help. And emit oxygen. Yeah, emit oxygen. If you could fart oxygen. Yes. Instead um, of methane. Instead of methane. And you could eat methane. Uh, yes, please. Just, uh, just reverse it. How about a creature <laughs> that just sucks in the air through their ass yes. and, then, uh, and then emits Expels oxygen? Expels oxygen. Yeah. There's got to, like, what, what, there's no anti-creatures. Also, there's anti-particles. But there's no anti-creatures. That seems weird. That seems weird to me. Does would would a creature made of anti antimatter like or like you know sort of like positrons and ants would love this? And do you think ants would love this? Yeah. <laughs> anti creature. Uh, do you think do you think <laughs> creatures that are made like from anti particles they would reverse and just kind of fix global warming and glo- glo- climate change? I think I it's 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 entirely possible. Would you have to keep them in a magnetic field so they don't touch any regular matter? Uh, you're hovering, hovering in an electromagnetic field. Yeah, yeah, probably. Could, could, you know, there's some creatures that sort of don't land that much, like albatrosses <laughs> and l- skylarks, <laughs> right. things like that. So maybe if we just made those. Or um, combined those with the elephants. With genetically. men. <laughs> Sexy bald men. Yeah, sex, sexy bald men. Um, do you think nature ever considered splicing any other animals with bald men? <laughs> well, is that... I mean, you know... Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, also, well, uh, there's the naked mole rat. Sort of, the, the naked mole rat, but I feel like that is just a, just a standard abomination. But it's like it's kind of like a rat... With a bald man's penis, maybe mixed with a bald man's... <laughs> I don't think it needs to be a bald man in that case. I mean, it can be, Alistair, if that's just sort of where you're getting your genetic material yeah. from. It's pubic baldness. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think... Have, uh, I, have I run this into the ground today? Look, I think this idea has, has sort of reached a sort of a natural conclusion. Um, but... But but is there something that we can write down out of this? The idea of making small, uniform-sized animals of all different species. It's almost like, you know, like when you get uh, those little figurines from Japan. Yeah. You know, they, all the figurines wind up being the same size. So, you know, like it, mm. Iron Man winds up the same size as the thing. Yeah, you know, well, cause, because the there's, there's less and less nature around, mm. right? And much like, you know, we have these seed stores places you know places yes. like you know in, in sweden and siberia in siberia and all these kinds of places where we store seeds for when we wipe everything out <laughs> we can try and rebuild right it would be great to not just do that with flora but to also do it with fauna and mm. the easiest way possible it, uh, to keep these genetic lines going is to make the animals tiny and place them in a building yes <laughs> possibly a, some kind of siberian biodome Polly Shore will be there. <laughs> right? We'll put he'll him also in be uniformly he'll, he'll also be small. We could have small versions of all our favorite... All our cr- favorite celebrities. celebrities. Pauly Shore. Pauly Shore. Others, probably. Maybe. I think Polly Shore and Robin Williams. <laughs> you know? And, and some, some women actors. Yeah. Julia Swahilia. 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 <laughs> You know, the one from uh, Press Gang. If we could just name one female actress <laughs> that we know their name. Come on, Andy. Just one. Julia Roberts. There you okay, go. Sure, okay. Right. Polly Shore. Miniature Polly Shore. Miniature uh, 
the other Robin guy, Williams. Robin Williams, and miniature Julia Roberts are in Biodome with all of the animals and bacteria that have also been made uh, s- small animals. I'll tell you what, Alistair. If, if an accident were to happen and all these things were to get released into yeah. that Biodome, oh, this seems like a great start to a film. Oh, well, that would be great. It'd be, maybe it'd be like... And Paulie Shaw, he'd be in his element. Oh. <laughs> he would... Mahi, mahi! Which there would be some mahi, mahi in that, in that thing with him. It was just the thing he yelled in Biodome. Oh, really? Yeah, it's the type of fish. It's a Hawaiian fish, I believe. Very colorful. Mahi, mahi. All right. Well, uh, there you go. There you go. I reckon that's five ideas. Or, you know, it's five dot points. And, um, Mate, this is look. <clears throat> I think this is this is creativity right here because, uh, like, most of these things are not something that we would even think is acceptable. No, right? in, in 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 general times, right? No, in most uh, times when we're in our you know feeling good, um, <laughs> and and yet we've managed to come up with ideas almost like ones that are that that, that don't even belong to us. Yeah, you know, and 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 I think that. To find something with to to have created something with somebody else's signature on it mm. uh, is in itself an achievement. I th- I think so. I, I, you know, it's very easy to create things that you like. Mm, absolutely. I I look, but then again, I like a lot of these, and maybe the reason why a lot of them are not great is because they that signature that's on there is mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, Alistair, I'm going to take shared responsibility for this. No, no. Okay. The first, we got a secular church. I'm going to go through the ideas. First, we got a secular church. Uh, and uh, but they've got a lot of different t- tenets and mm. tenants. Mm. Um, and like for example, instead of forgiveness, they have forgetfulness. And right? they try and achieve that. They try to achieve forgetfulness, and that's how you wipe clean all the sort of secular sinning that you've been doing. Which, from their point of view, is just regret. Is just regret. Yeah. Um, then we've got uh, the uh, fitter, fitter and Turner apprenticeships. Turns out that that's a uh, that's actually a modeling. Uh, the the secular church, their idea of heaven is just a weekend where you don't have any planned commitments. You got nothing on. Yeah. Or it's a it's a weekend where you had a lot on and somebody's cancelled at the last <laughs> minute. Everybody's cancelled and now you have nothing to do. Yeah. And and you're away, so you're not allowed to do any work on, on your other things. Um, so yeah, so fitter and turner apprenticeship is actually a modeling apprenticeship. Um, we got Iron Chef Man's Penis, which is that's the special ingredient. And I think it'll be visually stunning. Yes. Uh, it will be breathtaking. Quite. Quite. Um, then I we, would certainly take a breath. Yes, absolutely. And then hold it so that I don't even try not to... Like, you don't even want to imagine the, the smell of that, of that s- s- kitchen yeah. studio. Yeah. I, but I imagine they're washed, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, like they're washed and ready to... Like when you get the, the spinach from the supermarket and it's in that bag and it's already washed. Like, like you're definitely not getting like, uh, like, like buying unbrushed potatoes. Andy, I think with food, you can never be, you can never be 100% sure. So you sh- it's better to just wash them yourself. Okay, sure. <laughs> I think, all right. In this case, I will do that. And I think that's a, that's a funny scene where these guys has got, Put him into got a, a basket, salad spinner. And he's, no, but he's like, and he's just kind of running them under the water. And he's quickly like throwing them into like, you know, a, like a, just a, a drain or just quickly running yeah. them underneath. 
as he's, you know. Um, then, then you got who's your favorite uncle? Yeah, which is, uh, you know, it's it's sort of like a, it's not a dating show, but it's kind of like treated like a dating show where you kind of try out two, two uncles that you've got, and then you, um, you know, you you, you pick which one is your favorite. And you yeah. said I have to do activities with them. Maybe you, you might go grocery shopping with with them, and uh, you might go bowling. Or I I personally feel that maybe from for this one the removing any kind of like decision or challenge or whatever based element and making it just spending time with your uncle mm. as 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 some sort of a show. So but and and they can decide to go do something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. They still have agency, right? Andy? Oh, they got agency. Yeah, Don't great. worry. I was worried that we were going to have a sketch with uncles that don't have agency. Because I think we don't... That's another thing is we don't do a lot is we don't put a lot of uncles in sketches. Hardly at all. Yeah. Definitely when I'm... When I cast men in sketches, which yep. I... You know, my my defaults... Uh, you know, that's one of my flaws, Andy, is I, I cast a lot of men in sketches. Mm-hmm. But I cast a lot of men that their brothers and sisters don't have don't children. Have children. <laughs> Um, and then there's also sort of a sub sketch on that, which is get my uncles to kiss, mm. which I don't think it should be called that, but it's like you know it's my, uh, uncle kissing maybe. Yeah. And uh, and then it's just a person introdu- introduces two uncles, one from each side of, of their family, and then they kiss. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, then there's a ostrich bird and how and uh, there's ostrich and how it's like a bird <laughs> and a bald man. <laughs> And it's either somebody who's invented it by accident. Well, I mean, you know, I don't want to make it God making animals, mm. but it could very much be God making. Could animals. be God. It's you know, yeah. we can and we could cast, um, we could cast God as an uncle, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Is God an uncle? Let's think about that. Does he have uh, any brothers and sisters? No. Yeah. Well, right, in good. a previous sketch, we did come up with. Wait, him is having Buddha a brother. God's brother? I th- yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he's his, he's his adoptive. Adoptive brother, right? From from uh, Western Asia. Yes. Yeah. Which that is so nice of God's mother <laughs> to go. <laughs> it's very difficult, I hear, to adopt from overseas. I mean, she probably pulls some strings, but, but... and you can imagine because I think a lot of the time, especially back in those days, um, it wasn't often the boys that were being abandoned. Because no. they they were so you know they you know you could put yeah. them to work. But it's okay to love your daughters. It's definitely okay to love your daughters. Oh my god, Andy, this has gone off the rails. Um, tiny animal conservation biodome. I didn't write down Polly Shore, but um, Polly Shore is there. All right. <laughs> um. Yeah. Um, so that's the episode. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Uh, we are uh, we are two in the think tank. And yeah. Thank you for listening to Two in the Think Tank. <laughs> and But also thank you for listening to other podcasts on the Planet Broadcasting Network, uh, which include uh, Do Go On. Do Go On uh, yeah. with our great friends, uh, Matt. Stewart. Stewart. Who, who Dave Warnicky. Dave Warnicky and Jess Marshall. Perkins. <laughs> <laughs> Jess Marshall is another great friend of mine. Of course, yeah. Um, um, and you know what? We're just I'm gonna plug that in the future we're gonna have on our podcast Internet Celebrity Beck Petraeus and that I always wanna say that we're looking forward to that and you should really look forward to that. B E C P E T R A I S. Come on, no, not not right. No, I 
T-I-S. Thank you, yes. Yeah. She's Beck Lithuanian. <laughs> she's Lithuanian. She's our Lithuanian friend, Beck Petratus. She's an inter- internet celebrity. And uh, also, you know, listen to other <laughs> other podcasts on the Planet Broadcasting Network. She, she has a podcast called... Uh, uh, internet Hate Machine. Internet Hate Machine. And another one called, called Friendship Mates. Friendship Mates. Oh. Get onto those. Internet celebrities. If you like people who are successful in internet celebrities, <laughs> then that is a good place to go because she knows everything there is to know about the internet. And also, in many ways, about celebrities. Indeed. But those are not the reasons why she's an internet celebrity. No. She's just also informed. Mm. Um, Bonus. But she's not an uncle, which is why we haven't cast her in any of our <laughs> sketches so far. <laughs> All right. And. Hey, wanna come to my shop and I'm gonna buy cheese. Come to my shop, I'm gonna buy cheese from my own shop. Gonna put the money in the till because I'm an honest guy. Yeah. And we love you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want, it's up to you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.